1: Welcome to the AEW Dynamite preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Dynamite but also AEW Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0 pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. Although I will caveat this with the fact that we are recording this on Thursday. So not only has Friday not happened yet, but neither has AEW Rampage. So if they decide to announce that stuff's going to be happening on Dynamite on that show, we aren't going to be able to cover it. Nevertheless, topsy-turvy week that this is.
2: How much are you looking forward to Dynamite this week, Sig? Um, Massively. It's been a miss. It has been a bloody miss. But at the same time, this is a measure of what this show does to people, right? Thursdays are difficult to get stuff done in the office, generally, because we're a bunch of marks who, even though we are literally paid to do a podcast about the thing that we want to talk about, we talk about it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We talk about it anyway, just at the start, and then an hour goes by, and you go, "I've just been talking about dynamite and you know the various goings on, the great matches, the bits we didn't like, and whatever." Because it's worth discussing and it's cool to discuss and it's often so noteworthy and more often than not an incredible TV show that today, in the absence of Dynamite, I've got loads of work written on my book. So it's been a really good day, except for the fact that Dynamite didn't happen. So that's really the measure of how much this show rules and how much it's been missed this week. Jesus Christ... uh, Wednesday night into Thursday morning. Usually you're talking about, oh, that match was great. Or, oh, Jim Ross is a bit horny there. <laughs> and you talk about, oh, this angle was great. Oh, angle's great. This promo was great. Oh, I forgot, how was that promo even better than this promo? And without v- Dynamite on Wednesday, what we did on Twitter was talk about top dollar, talking about sneakers. <laughs> That's what we'd be that's what we'd be doing if it wasn't for this show. So goddamn, consider yourself lucky that we get it. Yeah, in in the
1: smallest of small mercies, it was nice to have a bit of a lie-in on a Thursday morning rather than to wake up early and watch Dynamite. But also, yeah, it's it's thrown my whole week into chaos. And I'm already slightly anxious anxious about Monday when we'll have to review AW Dynamite, AW Rampage. It's Friday night, Smackdown, and look ahead to Money now. Do we
2: have to do that one?
1: <laughs> well, wait and
2: see. I don't think we do. I don't think we have to do that at all. Well,
1: considering how this week's Raw went and how much it all went to pot, despite the stuff they advertise, yeah, maybe
2: we'll be all right. With well, I have an idea for the Raw preview, right? You know, it's like this, the same show most weeks. and It's like really low effort content. It's put out last week's podcast. But literally put out last week's <laughs> podcast as a nice extended meta joke. <coughs> you know what I mean? People are like it. Yeah. Uh,
1: lots to look forward to on Dynamite tonight, though. Brian Danielson versus Bobby Fish. That tag team title match for the AAA Tag Team Championships. We're going to start with something that hopefully hasn't been slightly spoiled by AEW Rampage, and that is the AEW title eliminator tournament to determine who's going to get the title shot after the person who just got the title shot on last week's Dynamite. Um, We're not going to necessarily get into who should win it. There's actually a pasty bet going around the office as to who should win this tournament. But who should
2: at least be in it, Sige? Here's the thing, right? A lot of people are going to complain when they see these brackets. And I wish these people would remember that it wasn't the end of the world that someone like Joey Janela before he was replaced by Sonny Kiss. um, I remember you were furious that Joey Janela was in this because, and rightfully so, it was a bit of a cheeky way to give Kenny Omega a win before he was replaced by Sonny Kiss with the idea being that you don't want to beat people who are established. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, if they aren't established, what are they doing Orbiting the world title picture. So there's gonna be more of this discourse again.
1: And yeah, it brought us that Kenny Omega face meme, so I can never be angry at it. Exactly. Absolutely, exactly.
2: They can't it's a weird thing. Like the ranking systems system almost negates the need for a tournament. But why wouldn't you do tournaments? Mm-hmm. Tournaments rule. <laughs> There are enough big stars in tournaments to make you think that the semi final at least it's going to be like really dramatic. The quarterfinals are obligatory, so I don't know who needs to go into the quarterfinal slot. Um, if it was up to me, I would at least as a kayfabe explanation for putting someone like Garcia and Dante Martin in it. The kayfabe explanation is they are very close to securing the first major wins in AEW. They've impressed in spirited losses. Mm-hmm. Loads of people are banging to Dante Martin. A promoter would want to put him on his shows, their shows. Um, so he can beat and beat and beat and beat these guys, given their age. So someone like, um, I would have your Dante Martins and your Daniel Garcias in the opening round, with the idea being that one. Daniel Garcia has promised some kind of character development on Twitter. I don't think that's by accident. He's ridiculously young. He's got all the time in the world to evolve his character. So at the minute, he's like the kingpin of the indies working on telly sometimes. It's not like the best TV character. He's got more than enough years to evolve into someone. Because at the minute, he's like a doyen of the indie, a big match guy, like a four-star-plus guaranteed guy who will do simply great wrestling matches around the world. It's not particularly TV-friendly, even though he's been in some good angles. He can go in, it. he can lose, he's young. Dante Martin, why wouldn't you want to put this guy on your shows in kayfabe? He's going to give you a great match, he's going to give you loads of gifts, he's going to give you loads of buzz, and he can lose because, one, in storylines, he's not a single specialist. He's entire, almost all of his formative career at this point has been in tag teams. So you can play that up on commentary when he loses again. And... It'll be amazing. So if they're going to put four guys in it, you are just basically, all right, you're going to lose, you're going to lose, you're going to lose, you're going to lose. Gonna lose. Uh-huh. Make sure that they are going to give you a great match because last year, you kind of got that, but you kind of did it at the warm same bodies, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, and I, what I would say as well, alongside that, and I would uh, admit, uh, give the same leeway to WWE if they'd done this with King of the Ring, although they don't have rankings. If, let's say, there's going to be 16 people in this tournament, Absolutely, take the top twelve ranked singles wrestlers, put them in it, right? Mix You don't have to necessarily, you know, you can align it up so you have the right matches at the right points, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I mean, just take Wimbledon for example. They have wild card entrance. Yeah. Goran even Isovich won from being a wild card in Wimbledon many many years ago. So why? Yeah, if, as long as you have a semblance of it. So now, as long as you know all the right people aren't missing from it. Yeah, chuck four guys in there that you know are going to be great, but also a good cannon fodder for the first round. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, there's precedent for it in sports. We in England in association football have the FA Cup, where everyone from the tiniest minnows to the most problematic of blood money giants <laughs> gets their chance to win
1: the FA Cup. I think actually, this is first, uh, no, final qualifying round weekend right now. Is it You've got the first round draw on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. Are your little minnows in it yet? We are playing Curzon Ashton today, in fact, uh, for a place in the first round of the FA Cup. Come on, Chesterfield. Well, I hope you win. Thanks.
2: I really do. As for the big hitters, there are simply too many big hitters to, like, fantasy book this thing. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, If you are going to sell the rankings to an extent, which you should big indictment is that I don't know who's in them. No. <laughs> like I really don't at the minute. But if you look at who's been getting really notable wins of late, Adam Cole's undefeated. CM Punk's undefeated. Do you put CM Punk in it to get screwed out of it, hand him his first loss through Team Taz Interference, who didn't forget that he's patronized them on social media? Like, I'd love to work with these young guys. And it's like, we want to beat this old prick. You could put CM Punk in a quarterfinal, tease the idea that he's going to win, put him in the semi or indeed the final, and have Ricky Starks screw him out of it. Mm-hmm. And Ricky Starks can go on this sort of like, infuriated rant about how he felt patronized. I want to work with you. Oh, like you, uh, you want me to do you a favor? You, know, I, I, you really want to impart your knowledge? Well, I've got enough already. Thank you very much. Well, well, well. So you could tell a story like that. MJF looks like he's preoccupied with Darby Allen. those are the two other big hitters. He's
1: my pick for the entire tournament. Who is? MJF. All
2: oh, right, okay. They could work the um, their program into the tournament. They've got so many options, so many options, that it's probably worth a podcast in itself, but it's probably too late for us to record it at this point. Given that, I think Malachi Black should win it as the presumed winner of the... All gear, main event, Hangman Page's first TV-caliber opponent. I would work it around Malachi Black. Who could he beat in the final? That's like a really established baby face. Cody can't be in it. We've already seen that. Um, Danielson, do you want to make him lose? He's got an unenviable task. But I'm just going to say Malachi Black because there's a pasty riding on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, my pick, MJF. As you said, your pick, Malachi Black. Andy Murray's pick, Miro. It's all weird this because we're picking the person to win the tournament but we don't know who the world champion's going to be. We all assume it's going to be Hangman Page who we'll talk about in just a second but if they don't do that and it's all up in the air you know you could well need another baby face to chance for it and Cleary's pick is Adam Cole baby. So. Well
2: now that you mention it as much as I think Malachi Black versus Hangman Page would be a great program I'm starting to regret putting it all on the House of Black
1: uh, ah, nice. like that? Very good. Because
2: I think Malachi Black versus Sammy Guevara would be great. Like, genuinely great. And as I said on a podcast, uh, the question and answers mm-hmm. most, uh, the questions you most want answered podcasts, which should be in your feeds uh, right now, wherever you get them. So check that one out. Malachi Black could be the sort of next heel in the lineage of the TNT title that embarrasses WWE's crap approach to building <laughs> stars. <laughs> yeah exposing WWE's failures through booking really talented guys much better than they did title, held by Mr. Brodie Lee, Miro, and then Malachi Black after Sammy Guevara. So I'm starting to think Adam Cole is the player here. And, moreover, when Hangman Page was interviewed after winning the uh, Casino Ladder match on Dynamite last week by Tony Schiavone, they dropped in the name Adam Cole, and it probably wasn't out of nowhere, because... Hangman Page has been gone all the time that Adam Cole's entered the promotion. And Tony Schiavone said, You know, Adam incidentally said, I know Adam Cole's here. And Page was like, Oh, Adam Cole's here. They never do this kind of stuff by accident. Mm -hmm. And if Adam Cole wins the tournament earlier in the night at full gear, they could do a little backstage thing with Kenny Omega where they tease Kenny Omega's direction if he has the title or not. Adam Cole.
1: Oh, yeah, that's tasty.
2: And, look, as much as I like the idea of Hangman Page versus Malachi Black, as over as Malachi Black is, is, and I've pitched it for TV, but Hangman Page versus Adam Cole is a revolution-sized main event if, in fact, they take that storyline that far.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think my reasoning for having MJF go on and win the whole thing is I'm desperate for Hangman Page. I don't know why I love him, but I'm desperate for him to lose on his first defense. Um, maybe you run it back a Revolution they don't do that many rematches but the d- shenanigans they do is again is at, like winter is coming let's say
2: indeed they'll just do some kind of absolutely incredible stipulation that you didn't think an American company could do so double hell piranha swimming pool death match <laughs> between MGF and Hangman Page outdoors in a stadium on the west coast um, sticking
1: with Hangman Page he returned of course on last week's Dynamite although like I say timings feel all over
2: the place this week as a result of that um, what happens with him do you reckon this week well, it's been announced by Tony Khan that Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page is the main event of Full Gear. As it should be. As it should be. It's time to do the switch. The only problem with doing this eliminator tournament is if an outright heel wins it earlier in the night, you kind of maybe approach that main event with a bit of. ah it's telegraphed. They've done this before as well. They really have done this before. I think it was John Moxley versus someone for the title. It was John Moxley versus MGF it all out 2020. Lance Archer had already won the Casino mm. Battle Royal, and then he watched the main event and it's like, I've oh, just told us that MGF isn't winning. Should have won.
1: Moxley's an illegal move.
2: It's but. not going to shock it, mate.
1: So you're telling me there's Jets? Uh,
2: <laughs> so this is all very, this is a problem to worry about in mm-hmm. November. Um, What's next for Hangman Page is like Kenny Omega sensing that his time is drawing near as champion he needs to do everything and I hate this because it's Edge's patter but it is what wrestlers do but you know saying it as often as Edge does makes it lame Kenny Omega needs to get inside Hangman Page's head and he needs to start that on Saturday and the way he starts it is by saying something to the effect of what happened the last time you were the Joker? Joker! Ch- nice. Kenny Omega it's that kind of uh, more like ch- champ more like chump Kenny Omega's got the comic styling yeah to get that over, so he could say, Joker, him <laughs> more like, but he can make it funny, because yeah. it's Kenny Omega, and then he can try, and get the crowd to say, choke," and like no one does it, and it'll be really funny, Dallas will do it, yeah, so I generally think, that is, I want some Joker, choker pair, and that, probably does make me biased, but at this point, who cares, yeah,
1: I think, uh, yeah, I think you have a, a nice, addressing of the Hangman Page, situation with, with Kenny Omega, and maybe he says, "You know what? Hey, congratulations, Hangman Page. Have a drink on me. Actually, yeah. have have more than one. He just sends crate after crate because <laughs> <alcohol>, he's <laughs> just trying to feed this guy's issue and addiction and what have you, because he wants him off his game for full Gear, because he knows if he's fully there, maybe you know he's not going to be the easy you know pushover victory that he, they, these two have had in the past, or maybe he just kicks the crap out of someone in the Dark Order. <laughs> yes, as, as the lead-in to this."
2: Oh, Kenny Omega versus John Silver on telly to build it up. Skiz, that? Why wouldn't you do that for me?
0: (laughs) Hold up.
1: a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/WhatCulture today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H E L P.com/WhatCulture. Uh, you mentioned Malachi Black a little bit earlier. He's in action tonight against Dante Martin. Oh, I'm scared for Doctor Martin's life, if I'm honest. What's he going to do to him?
2: No, he's going to get his head kicked in. Yep. Kicked off. This match would be great. The prospect of this match was so great that I kind of burned through the preview when we did the Dynamite review last week because I think now is the time Malachi Black has been firmly established as a guy with like a totally protected kill shot who is so powerful under this new Malachi Black persona that he can just win in three minutes. And then he can win in, like, five or seven against, like, the sort of mid-card. And then he only took 11 minutes. And he did cheat, but, you know, whatever. They don't have to tell you anymore. This guy's going to be a way bigger deal than he was in WWE. Here's how we tell you this. He beats one of our top stars in three minutes. We're past that. We are in the banger territory, which is how you stay over in a promotion like this. You work bangers and you get pops. I love the idea of because Hangman, uh, Malachi Black is now established as this legit guy with championship credentials. Danny Martin, and then again, there's a limit to how often you can lose. And again, they're so great at Booking Finishes, this promotion, I'm thinking. Is there? But, you know, there is a limit. Him taking Malachi Black to the limit in 14 just blinding minutes in the opener because he's already established himself, Malachi Black, as being this sort of unbeatable guy, if you take him to his limit, that means so much more than some kind of roll-up stall-on win where Dante Martin go- slides out the ring and mm. goes, hey, I can't believe I've won that. Well, you're a baby face. That's what, <laughs> an Idiot. So, yeah, I think uh, it's time for a 14-minute banger in the way that they've measured everything. It will make it nigh-on perfect. I am hesitant
1: to suggest this, uh, considering the issues we've maybe had with like the Black Mass a while back. I know it's not called the Black Mass, of course, in AEW. But is this the time to pull the trigger on a sort of Shawn Michaels, Shelton Benjamin-esque, I've got this match won, I'm jumping off the top. No, your head's coming off. That's what's happening. Ooh. I mean, that'd be one of the most... I, I have faith in both of these men being, being able to execute that.
2: I mean, I've got faith in them doing it, and I think it would be absolutely incredible... I'd worry for the state of his head after the fact. <laughs> yeah. Again, this is this is the old will-born, Well, it's not my head booking. I mean, the only worry is that much like everybody else, Malachi Black would miscalculate the extent to which Dante Martin can jump stupidly high. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, what he'll do is he'll do the freaking black mass like two seconds before he begins to not levitate anymore, and he can have to do it again.
1: That would be great. Is if uh, Dante Martin comes off the top and Malachi Black goes. You know, like Hadouken, basically sort of-esque, but with his legs, spins around, Dante Martin lands on his feet. <laughs> Malachi Black just looks at him and goes, oh, okay, I'll do Boop. it again. <laughs> <laughs> The second time, that'd be spectacular. But yeah, um, we love Dante Martin, but yet again, we're booking him to lose because it's the right decision against Malachi Black, and he's, lot, he's lost nothing in losing this.
2: Yeah, absolutely, particularly if he takes a guy who has no limits to his limit. Um,
1: right, now let's preview a match that I hope Touchwood at time of recording is still going to be happening because both men are in action on Friday night on the buy-in for AEW Rampage. Uh, Bobby Fish in action against Lee Moriarty, and slightly more concerning, Brian Danielson and Minoru Suzuki. Now, again, we're recording this before we record our Rampage preview because we're recording it on Thursday, so let's try not to burn through that too much, but. What a potential match we've got on Friday night. Hopefully, it's lived up to expectations by the time this goes out. And uh, what do you see happening with this all X WWE clash between Fish and
2: Danielson? Um, well, they've kind of played the hand by putting both of these guys in different matches on the buy-in because they're obviously going to win their respective matches. Otherwise, why would they? Wh- where would the heat be if it's one loser versus one winner or two losers? So they've kind of played the hand. Which is a bit of a shame. It's interesting because Fish looked good against Sammy Guevara. Strikes looked vicious. He Bumped wonderfully for the GTH. But He's I wouldn't describe... more on his MMA style. Yes, against, absolutely. It. So I wouldn't describe it as a thrilling match. But against Danielson, who doesn't have to just try and pluck from the skies. They could do some really vicious, incredibly legitimate mat work. That I think would be a totally different flavour to AEW. Um, a really, Bobby Fish was talking a lot about, we're going to see the authentic Bobby Fish um, in AEW, which was subtext the subtext of which was yeah, I was just made to do shock faces in NXT and he got a bit of me, but not much by the end like, I'm coming back and being MMA Bobby Fish so I think they could have a really unique almost shoot style match him yeah. and Danielson, which I firmly expect Danielson to win does that mean, because what they like to do because they're clever is they like to link things across the program. I was absolutely going ballistic about how great the linking of the four pillars was The other on Dynamite the other week, yeah. where one got put over massively in defeat, one won the TNT title, and the other two were programmed together. Keep your eye on Danielson in this tournament because he's winning a match, and that segment could lead into the announcement. Well, we just saw Brian Danielson win. How... Close is he to the title while well, we find out because he's going to be in this, and then the Danielson presumed a victory over Fish will feed into that announcement, which just destroys the the audio we recorded 20 minutes ago. So <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, Danielson wins. I'm expecting this to be I'm interested because it'll be a second consecutive night in the same building. The crowd will be naturally a little bit tired. Maybe I don't know how I don't know. Maybe I'm just being cynical. Don't expect any fireworks in this match. Expect some really vicious, intricate technical work. <laughs> and this audience has to be a little bit retrained to grasp like that kind of style. But they're going to get a pretty decent curriculum on the Rampage buy-in. So maybe they'll know what to expect on Dynamite.
1: Yeah, no offense. Uh, but if I was fighting someone 24 hours after they faced Minoru Suzuki, I wouldn't be thinking of doing top rope stuff. Like you say, you just go... Right, like, See what that outline is where you yeah. got twatted last night? I'll just target that. Yeah. And you yourself said, uh, you know, preceding Bobby Fischer's mat- first match in AEW and then subsequent to that, your concern was that he was a little bit, to use your word, thrashed. Thrashed. And you feel a lot better about him following that Sammy Guevara match. Or a lot less concerned. A lot less
2: concerned because it wasn't particularly thrilling. It didn't provide the fireworks you'd expect from the best Sammy Guevara matches. But what he did in that match, I think, would mesh wonderfully with what Danielson's doing. I think Danielson's a far better opponent for him. Uh,
1: Now, on last week's Dynamite, we saw a, what can only be described as a mystery attack on Darby Allen from uh, a group of hoodlums um, who went off in in a, a limousine. There was a pair of them who seemed to work quite well together. One of them who was particularly... Adept at uh, wielding a chair, one of them that got me incredibly sexually aroused, and a man who, you know, just really pointedly wanted to injure Darby Allen. We've no idea who was behind I all could that. I didn't
2: see his mouth, but I thought he could really cut a promo mm. this one.
1: He might be, yeah, the outline appeared to suggest so. Yeah. Uh, regardless of all that, uh, MGF subsequent to that <laughs> tweeted, I'm going to be training really hard for my match <laughs> with Darby Allen. This saga is set to continue again this week, whether it be more incidents or more.
2: Viciously close to the bone promos, indeed. I don't know how they continue this because last week's events were as weird as they were wonderful, as the way I would put it across. Um, Like they deliberately on commentary were like, we know who this is. Like it's, (laughs) it's quite obviously the pinnacle. MJF playing dumb in response to that attack. Could be his way of riling up Darby Allen. Who the hell knows? Just intrigued by this. It's weird a little bit, but it's also cool.
1: Yeah, it's almost stuff you don't necessarily want to fantasy book because... They'll have a much better idea. They'll have a much better idea, and anything we suggest requires us to basically go a step further than suggesting you'd rather Darby Allen had died instead of his uncle. And I'm not really that comfortable in going for that because we're not as quite as adept at putting that over in the right way as Maxwell Jacob Friedman.
2: Well, we're nicer guys than that exactly. arsehole,
1: So, <laughs> Right, well, let's instead conclude by speculating on this masked tag team that Andrade is selecting to face the Lucha Bros. Ray Phoenix and Benta El Zero Miedo defending those AAA tag team titles. Against Andrade's team, you think you know
2: who this is going to be? Yeah, but it's not like a great take up plucked from nowhere. They shot an angle in AAA the other week or the other night in which uh, Drillistico, whose work I know very little of, like Lucha Libre, is something that I suspect I could really get into because the range of it feels like it appeals to me a lot. I've watched a half decent amount of like proper vintage, like 90s, 2000s uh, Lucha. And, like, the atmosphere is something else. It's weird. Like, you have to get yourself on a different wavelength. Like, Andy Murray put it best because we were talking about Lucha in the office. Like, you don't react to things in the same way as an American audience or a Japanese audience does. They're just constantly up for it with this, like, really sort of discordant din that just feels different in every bit of the arena. So, it's odd. Like, the matches don't build in the way that our sensibilities are accustomed to. That's just an incidental take that I've got on Lucha Libre, mm. so I'm not really bang into the modern scene. It's just I don't have the time, quite frankly. It's not unac- inaccessible. It's just I don't really have the time, no. so I don't know much about Drillistico's work. Um, I do, however, know a lot about Dragon Lee. I've fortunate. I've been fortunate enough to watch Dragon Lee live. Incredible, an absolutely incredible performer. His um, feud with Harumu Takahashi, which started in Mexico, but they. Um, Ran it back in New Japan. It was 2017, 2018, that kind of time. And Dragon Lee, right? You know how everyone in pro wrestling, in the words, in the correct words of Darby Allen, should, uh, in the correct words of CM Punk, everyone in wrestling should retire the suicide dive because Darby Allen does it one million times better mm-hmm, than anybody mm-hmm. else. He was almost perfectly correct because Dragon Lee's suicide dive is almost as good or just as good in a different way. It's like he's got the same kind of missile. With Darby Allen. it kind of works that equally as well in a different way because he's got no regard for his body. He'll bounce off bigger people like he did with Miro that time. That was a great spot. And it just feels like, well, I myself am a weapon. And it's awesome in that respect. Dragon Lee's got a little bit more control over it, but it's just as fast. It's just as impactful. So the prospect of Dragon Lee working Phoenix in an AEW ring in front of like a hot AEW crowd is outstanding. Um, I think a lot of people are after like a really undiluted Lucha Brothers match. Like we've seen them work the acclaimed, we've seen them work butchering the blade, butchering the blade, and they were good. They were great. Like I think people really want to see the Lucha Brothers operate at their best. This is a excuse to do this. It also feeds into the whole stuff with Andrade, who said "Like you're either with me or against me, because I'm going to be the face of the Latinos. He's been basically teasing a stable since day one. All of this ties very neatly together for something we've criticised because it was a bit rubbish along the way, but if it's coming together then it's coming together. That's my best guess, and it's really it's a position of ignorance that I don't really have any others. But, you know, they've shot the angle. I think there was a bit of an asterisk because Dragon Lee was working somewhere Else potentially, but you know, just cancel the date.
1: <laughs> yes. And do you think there could be a title change here? Obviously, not the AEW tag titles on the line, but Triple A's tag titles are, are on the line. And I suppose are they? I believe so.
2: All oh, right. I can't remember.
1: But uh, what I was going to suggest is the irony of Andrade potentially helping his mass team to cheat to win when he's literally fired his assistant for doing that previously. Oh, he's a, heel, he's a hypocrite. That's exactly, fine. Yeah. Um,
2: potentially, it's the thing I'm most looking forward to.
1: Yeah, it's going to be wild, this. Um, very excited to see what happens here and just
2: very much looking forward to
1: an AEW Dynamite on a Saturday night because it's a hell of a legacy to live up to, what they've been doing with
2: these recently. Absolutely. Um, this show, right, it's not up there with Arthur Rush or Chicago for All Out, but... This collection of shows with Suzuki, um, Dante Martin Malachi Black, the intrigue of the Andrade stuff, Punk being there. Like part of me wishes like this is the third most city I've wanted to visit. Yeah. I wish I was in Miami for this. Like I really wish I was in Miami for this. I just think it's an awesome collection of uh, matches they've got going on.
1: Well, hopefully it'll be a hell of a second half of the weekend for AEW following AEW Rampage. Let us know your thoughts ahead of it on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... msidgwick.com. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WW. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCultureWrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. And I hope you're ready for Monday. Reviews of Rampage, Dynamite, SmackDown, and a preview ahead of Monday Night Raw coming your way. So if you subscribe to WhatCultureWrestling, they will be in your feed as soon as they are released. But for now, this has been the AEW Dynamite preview. My thanks to Michael Sidwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon